0: we Hey everybody, welcome to season 2024 of In the Marvels with Soda and Ethan. This is episode 89. My name's Soda. You can find me on Twitter at Soda underscore Hunter. And I am Ethan. You can find me on all social media platforms at Viva Ethan. It's the first one of the year, man. Fire how about strong. that yep this is our th- um well i mean i guess technically the first season was a little short but this would be our third full season yeah like i mean starting going into our third season on the show so this is our third year coming up
1: golly man <laughs> Jeez, has it really been three years
0: well if you count um technically to, uh, it's three seasons right yeah. this would be the start of the third season You see what I mean? So, like, April, I think, is when we started in 22, and we went the rest of 22, and then we went all of 23, and now we're starting our third one, 2024.
1: Wow. That's outrageous to me. That is so fun.
0: Yeah, it doesn't really seem like this will be the third season we've covered, but here we are, 89 to 11 to 100, (laughs) and not really sure what I want to do on the 100 episode. Maybe we just make it a normal episode and have people send us stuff, maybe. Yeah, like how Tales from the Estate did uh, send your questions and stuff. Like well, that's the problem with that is we can't devote a whole episode to like however many questions would come in. Yeah. Because 100 episodes in, that's uh, 11 weeks away. That's right at the beginning of the season. That's yeah. like, we're we're getting going then. Yeah. You know, I think we're like three or four races in at that point, honestly. So, it, we, it, we got a lot of stuff to talk about once the season actually does start. So, uh I'm all for, like, people sending in any comments or questions. Yeah, sure, but we probably won't be able to devote a whole episode to it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Unless we're going to do two yeah. that week. But you know yep. what? I, we, yeah, I mean, we got... 10 weeks to 100 if we'll talk about more when it comes up because we're still two and a half months away from that so we'll talk about more when that comes up um i'm excited about that that's kind of neat i didn't i didn't know we'd make it to 100 episodes
1: i didn't think so either honestly (laughs) that's so cool man like that's i feel important you know like you get like 15 episodes down, and you're like, okay, cool. The average, you know, podcast lasts long or whatever. And it's like you get to 25, then you get to like 35,
0: and then 15. You know, that's that's awesome. That's freaking cool. And this particular episode is 89. Do you have an 89? Yes, big daddy, Morgan Shepherd. This was um what? mid2000s um 2000s, so i guess right? the car that I, right there
1: well the the car that i was thinking of was like 2019. X50. Oh, okay
0: like that black and gold one okay okay see i think the green one i think with, with oh yeah. was like gold numbers or something like that it yeah was, um, it was a racing for jesus car i think it's what his sponsor was
1: yeah
0: i that's the one i think of i think the, i actually think that was cup too what I'm thinking of, but yeah, I think it was. Yeah. God, how old is that dude now? Ugh. He's got to be in his seventies, right? I I would say so, man. I don't even know if he's still out there doing it. I don't like think I, so. He was a couple of years ago, but I don't know about now. Yeah. Mine is an interesting one because I only know this guy because of collecting racing champions diecasts when I was a kid. I think this was a 91 or 92. I don't know which year. Probably 91. But it was a blue and white with pink numbers, number 89, Evan Rude sponsored Pontiac driven by Jim Sauter. I know this because I had the car. I don't remember ever seeing the actual car itself. And I was looking up pictures just now. I have only found one picture of the actual car that they made that die cast of. And it was just like a little promo picture in front of the, the Daytona 500 wall on the front straightaway that they do to everybody every year. It makes me think he didn't even make that race. Like he didn't make it past the 25, a uh, twin one twenty five at the time. Yeah. You know? uh, <laughs> unreal. Me- yeah. Yeah. I Racing champions back in the day, they made everybody. I mean, they literally had like 40 or 50, maybe even more than that cars in their lineup. And that was awesome because you go into a store, you don't see a wave of eight cars. You just see an endless number of cars on the pegs. You know, you have like seven, eight, nine, ten 10 pegs. And they were slammed full of every single driver you could possibly think of, you know, from all, from like three different series between Arca and cup and Bush, Bush, Grand National Series. So, it was fun when I was a kid. They were only like ninety six cent too. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, the the way life has changed since then. <laughs> my goodness,
0: how much are they now on the pegs? Five dollars. Yeah, about six or so. Yeah, not not counting the winter circles, which are about eight.
1: Hmm.
0: Or the ones you have to buy off the uh, website for twelve,
1: <laughs> or yep. the
0: one twenty four scale diecast that used to be ten dollars in Walmart are now. Uh, seventy easily seventy mm-hmm. or more. Yeah, you know, <laughs> uh, online only. They don't even sell one twenty four scales in, in Walmart anymore. Right. <laughs> um. So, how do you want to start with this episode? We don't have a whole lot going on in this episode. We got, we got a, a driver who passed this past week that we want to talk about. We got some questions to answer that we're behind on. And a couple of news stories, uh, and a top five later. So which, uh, which route do you want to go first, man?
1: Well, I want to know how your Christmas and new year's went.
0: Mine went okay. Uh, I mean, we did our Christmas early because I had to work Christmas morning. Uh, a lot of family get togethers, a lot of, a lot of friend get togethers, things like that, um. New Year's didn't go as good as I wanted it to, but that's just how it goes sometimes with football. Uh at least we were there. Took the number one team to overtime, but it didn't go it didn't work out. That's all right. We'll uh try again next year. But other than that little hiccup, yeah, I think everything uh think everything went real good, man. How about you? Well, that's awesome, dude. Did you get any like
1: cool gifts for Christmas? Cool gifts. Yeah, like Santa bringing you a present or something.
0: I got a, I got some like kitchen, uh, Gordon Ramsay, kitchenware. Oh, there you like go. Cookware, like uh, the clad stuff. Yeah, Uh that's insanely expensive, and my wife found a discount that got a good chunk of it off, and then she put it on a firm, so we'll be paying on it for a year. But you know what? It's amazing. Like, just because I, I'm kind of a a cook a little bit at home, you know, so uh, that that was, like, the coolest thing over over uh, all the Christmas gifts to me personally, but I mean, I had gotten that, like, uh, uh, three or four weeks before Christmas because she can't keep stuff.
1: <laughs> That's amazing.
0: Um, That's how, awesome. How did Christmas go, man? Uh,
1: yeah, Christmas kind of, like, how your wife does like Jessica, she will, <laughs> she will buy me gifts and then she'll be like, Hey, I know it's like three weeks before Christmas, but like, do you want to just mm-hmm. open this now? And I'm like, okay, yeah, sure. So um, there's some of the gifts that I kind of got myself uh, when it comes to die cast and stuff. But for Christmas, I only had one gift, which was plenty. Uh, Jessica somehow got me a new Apple watch. Oh, cool. All right, I say a new Apple Watch. I don't, like, I've never had one before. So, like, plus I don't really wear watches very often because at work, like, I'm always dealing with water or something. Um, but it's really cool. Um, some of the things that came, it, it technically really wasn't Christmas gifts, but I got uh, the 1998 Dale Earnhardt Senior Daytona 500 Race Version 124 scale deckass. Mm-hmm. God oh, that's so that's a <laughs> mouthful. <laughs> um, but it's funny because they sent me two. Oh so, goodness. So I have one in my collection, and then I um, don't I don't know. It sounds like a great prize for a throwback race or something, you know. Like who knows? Um, and then I got the 2023 Denny Hamlin Kansas raced win. 124 scale elite diecast which came yesterday and i haven't stopped looking at it it's so nice uh and then i got wave three and four of the Winter circle line so i'm all caught up there um then you know got some like an use in like uh one of those red uso shirts and stuff and it was a good time uh new year's eve was a little bit weird because we went to go um we have a mutual friend that lives about an hour away and we went and spent you know the the day with her and then after the game she's like let's go ghost hunting (sighs) (laughs) do you remember the last time we went ghost hunting
0: uh yeah i I vaguely remember uh, a detail about the story yeah
1: yeah we went to that cemetery at midnight on halloween night 2022 and it Mm -hmm. was terrifying and yeah, so this time it wasn't nearly as bad. We went to a t- uh, like an actual house in the middle of town. Um, so I was more worried about the cop showing up than spirits. <laughs> but uh, I, I think we were only in the house for like twenty minutes because nothing was really happening. So I was like very glad to get out of that situation. But we drove the hour home, bro. I was so tired because I just worked overnights and stuff and this we got home around nine that uh as soon as we got home i went and laid down and i was out and for the first time in 12 years i did not make it to new year's uh <laughs> or midnight i guess and uh woke up at three thirty in the morning and everybody's awake for some reason so i got the confetti cannons out and i was like yeah here we go well I, what i didn't realize was that uh, when you pull those confetti cannons they sound like gunshots So (laughs) it was fun explaining to um, police officers that I indeed was not actually shooting anyone in my house um, because I mean, it was loud and it was at three 30 in the morning. So that was a lot of fun to deal with. So no more confetti cannons inside the house at 3 a.m. Cause it's bad. (laughs) It it makes it look like a really bad situation. But
0: other than that, man, that's, that's all there. That's all I got. (laughs) I'm I'm surprised anybody even mentioned it because we were having fireworks go off around our house at late. You know, just wow. Yeah, I mean, I, dude, I live uh, outside of city limits, and I Mm -hmm. was at a house that night outside of city limits, and dude, we just shoot off anything we want to. (laughs) You know, I mean, nobody's gonna come stop us. Yeah. Yeah. So all around our neighborhood, all all around everywhere we are you'll you'll see it little things in the distance you'll hear them in the distance and there'll be a complete 360 circle around you where people shooting stuff off mm. and very very late when they're doing it too i'm actually surprised we didn't get uh getting didn't keep seeing more of it on the first mm. that night because sometimes it lasts like a week it's like oh, oh wow. we didn't we didn't finish them all so for the next week they'll be shooting them off at night Wow. That's, that's usually how it goes around my house anyway.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, not not around here. My goodness. Well, it doesn't help that we um we like our town, not only our town but like literally right down the street uh, about I want to say it was about 2 months ago, uh we had like a gunpoint uh you know situation that had SWAT here like down my street and like I'm talking like six houses down from me uh somebody was held at gunpoint type of situation and and then obviously you heard gunshots and stuff so i think ever since that like that situation like police are really like (laughs) they're way more like hey what what you doing in here (laughs) it doesn't help that i have two other people in my house and and we shot out or shot off two of our Uh, confetti cannons so like there's a video on face on my facebook and on my instagram and stuff so it was like they heard one which one of my next door neighbors is a police officer so (laughs) so it's not a good situation at all but um yeah it was very interesting but i think the honestly like uh, the running trend of this episode is going to be awkwardness um i have a question for you okay have you ever had that coworker or that classmate or the friend or whoever it may be that like knows more about things than you do? Like things that you're really passionate about?
0: Uh things that not not really. So, let me just
1: let me tell you this the situation. We were at work the other night and I work with this guy super uh, super cool dude uh but he knows more about everything in life than anyone else and he's <laughs> never wrong about it so i don't know what we were talking about i think i was talking about how i was going to use some pto to uh for the night of the royal rumble so i can i don't i can just sit there and watch it and not have to worry about oh i gotta go to work I gotta go to work um and he was and then all of a sudden he says <sighs> it's so funny he says, oh, well, I was at WrestleMania 21. And I looked at him because I, I automatically knew he was lying. Um, but I I looked at him. I said, oh, yeah, you're." I was like, you were in Hollywood. And this man looks me in the soul. And he says, no, man, it was in Joplin, Missouri. <sighs>
0: you know, like, some said, people are. Yes. Yeah, I, I know exactly what happened there. Yeah. Yeah. Some people. Yeah. Uh, don't really know they yeah. cuz i've heard around here people that like halfway not not really follow it but they kind of see the advertisement and it says like road to wrestlemania coming yeah. here and it's like a month away and then somebody tells me did you hear wrestlemania's going to be here in mobile all right it's not that's the road to wrestlemania that's a house show you're yeah. not even going to see the people are going to be in the main event cuz those people don't wrestle full time <laughs> right i think what he
1: was um getting confused about because there's no arenas there's nothing in joplin unless you're (laughs) gonna set up at a park um that would hold a wrestling event um what got me the most was i was like okay well then who who were all there at wrestlemania 21 in joplin missouri (laughs) and he says oh you know um Uh, Hulk Hogan was there and Rey Mysterio was there. And then my favorite, he said, wild man was there. I said, Oh, who, who is that? Is that Dean Ambrose? He said, no, man. Uh, that was, that was, uh, before he changed his name to mankind. Huh? And I said, there's your sign pal i said wow that was (laughs) i mean that was a great show wrestlemania 21 and joplin man you're so lucky and he was like oh i know man it was awesome and i'm like okay buddy (laughs) um it was just very awkward speaking of awkward have you ever seen how awkward dale earnhardt senior was in the music video by brooks and dunn called uh, honky tonk truth
0: uh, I don't think I remember it. I remember back in the day when I was a kid, there were a couple of music videos that had NASCAR drivers in it. I remember Mark Martin was in, uh, there's a few of them. I think Mark Martin was featured in the races on by, uh, what's his name? Sawyer Brown. Oh, okay. I think that's who saying that, but I don't, I don't remember too much about Earnhardt and a Brooks and Dunn video and
1: maybe i'm over analyzing it because when i saw it on tv i was i was pretty intoxicated so i was watching it and at first i was like wait a minute i was like is that dale earnhardt and then i just started watching it more and it sure was and it was i don't know why i've i'm associating it with a complete awkwardness but it was like if you just sit, sit there and watch Taylor Hart throughout that music video, it looks like he does not want to be there and he is so uncomfortable and he makes it like really uncomfortable to sit there and watch. Um, if you, if you haven't seen honky talk truth, check it out, bro. It's, it's wild.
0: <laughs> I might have to, um, he was on something else I watched not too long ago. It was, uh, Oh, and I'm trying to think of the name of it. I can't even think of the name of it. It um, Oh, good. Uh, Strucker Ace? Is that the name of the movie? Oh, I have no idea. Yeah, it's a Burt Reynolds NASCAR movie. Oh, and, really? Yeah, it came out around the time uh, Smokey and the Bandit and all that did. I think it's called Strucker Ace. I I watched it. It was free on YouTube, so I sat there and watched it. And um, was oh, cheesy. It, it's such a cheesy movie. And yeah, but... It had some cameos from some really notable people like uh, Ken Squire. Uh, it's Ken Squire oh. sat there in oh. and cussed. Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> because Burt Reynolds wouldn't give him a straight answer. <laughs> so he cussed him out. <laughs> oh, wow. Uh, and there was a scene where they were um, they were they were messing around, like pushing some trolleys down the halls and stuff. And it was a bunch of NASCAR drivers that were like, gooping around with it, and Earnhardt was one of them that was doing that, and I think Ricky Rudd was another, I think maybe Kyle Petty was another that was in that. I can't remember all the people that were in it, but I know for a fact Ricky Rudd and Dale Earnhardt was part of it, and Earnhardt actually had a speaking line in that movie, so yeah. Oh! <laughs> this was, like, pre- Intimidator Earnhardt. This was, like, he wasn't driving the Black Three yet. Yeah, he was oh, still driving the Wrangler stuff the ringler yeah that's yeah. what I was about to say <laughs> Wow it's it's an interesting timepiece of a movie <clears throat> doesn't uh there's some parts that don't hold up at all today but you guys think it was a different time it was almost 40 years ago you know yeah. things are things are a little bit a little bit different back then but you got to look at all movies and stuff like that in that little yeah. time capsule you can't judge everything by today's standards because today's standards would be completely wrong in 40 years. Right, you know, exactly. Standards. That's so stupid. Anyway, um, any more awkwardness? Um, Denny Hamlin.
1: So <laughs> Denny Hamlin announced that he is now engaged to Jordan Fish.
0: Yeah, I don't know much about the situation. I yeah. Know uh, I thought it was
1: interesting because like Denny Hamlin and Jordan Fish have been in a relationship for quite a while. Nobody really knows much about Jordan fish. The only way everybody found out about Jordan fish was when she went to Twitter after they had, I guess, broken up or something and went on this tirade about how Denny Hamlin is um, abusive emotionally and physically and how he is not faithful in any of his relationships and stuff like that. And now a couple months later, they're engaged to get married. So Oh,
0: um, yeah, that's all there is to that. So we're going to skip on over that one. But yeah, wasn't a um, joke a few years ago when, you know, people, I think Matt Kenseth even said it um, talking about how he has a wife with kids and stuff like that. But Denny Hamlin actually just has baby mamas.
1: I think so. What yeah. Joke like
0: that, but I, that, yeah, it's like he just kind of went around to everybody and has has baby mamas. <laughs>
1: No, I think I think has two. I think he has two kids, and they're both with Jordan Fish. Um, mm. But I think the joke was that he he kept on, um, you know, like he kept on wanting the, um, what am I trying
0: to say, dude? I have no idea. Uh,
1: he was wanting the company of other women. I guess we could say.
0: Uh, he he's, he's a, a cheater. Slut. He's a male <laughs> slut. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Yeah. yeah. You can be you can be a male and a slut, and he's
1: a male slut. That's just how it is. Yeah. Not only is he a cheater on the racetrack, but off the racetrack, he is just
0: as much of a cheater. So
1: there you go. Good, good for them.
0: Anyway, uh, <laughs> any other <laughs> news stuff, or is that pretty much it? Uh, well, all I got left is a tale uh, tales
1: from the Estate. Wow, a top five, and the unfortunate news about a
0: legend. Let's um. Let's go into some questions first and then we'll take a break and we'll come back and we'll do the top five. Okay. So we have, I, we apologize to drew and Caitlin and tells the estate. This is mostly for drew because he's the one that actually asked these questions. Um, I think we missed one the last time we recorded and then we haven't recorded since this other one has been there because we did take a week off for Christmas. And so we're going to catch up right now. So maybe he'll hear this and he won't be disappointed that we've never answered his questions. Um, First, uh, he wants to know, especially from you, because I guess he feels like this would be a a hilarious answer from you. It might be. Mm. If, if you invite somebody to come over, somebody's coming over to your house, what is your go-to meal to cook for them?
1: This is so much pressure because I do not have a funny answer to this <laughs> at all. Um but if, so, if let's say Drew is coming over to my house and and whatever, I'm going to make you a real mean peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Bro, if you come you know what? No, I won't even do that because I, I can go a little bit fancier. Um if Drew's coming over or just anyone's coming over to my house for dinner, I'm making them one of the best bowls of cereal that you will ever have in your entire life.
0: You can at least get some hamburger helper or something.
1: (laughs) When I tell you, I have no idea how to cook. I don't, I don't know how to last time I tried to cook something. I burnt the boiling water. Like it was, it was (laughs) Um, so, but you know what I can do is if you're coming over for dinner I can go to the nearest gas station and get some biscuits and gravy pre made, and then I can put cottage cheese on top. And then we can have gas food, station like-
0: biscuits and gravy. You are insulting where I live. Oh, holy cow. That's oh. Gas station biscuits and gravy? Oof. Yeah. I can't imagine. What does that it's mean? It's gotta be a good diner inside that gas station for that no, work. It's, it's just behind the counter no 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 <laughs> oh my gosh we have a gas station like here and there here in the south that will hand batter uh chicken tenders and fry them up uh-huh. and they'll give you uh all sorts of sides to go with it and actually, full piece of chicken too but, but mostly like chicken tenders would they'll give you uh sides like collard greens and oh goodness mashed potatoes um fried okra you know all this like a good, you know, hearty Southern meal. Right. You, It's like nine or $10. You can get you a meat and like two sides and a, and a biscuit or a roll to go with it, you know? And yeah, we have gas stations like that all over the place. And then for breakfast, they'll actually do, you know, biscuits with sausage gravy. They'll do the hash browns. They'll do bacon, they'll do sausages. They'll do anything you want and they'll make up biscuits as they go. You know, bologna biscuits, uh, Ham, egg, and cheese. Link get biscuits. of uh, red hot biscuits. They'll put those out there, pre-wrap them, and you know, you just grab and go. And they're still warm because they made them that morning. You know, we have that all over the place. But behind the counter, sauces, biscuit, and gravy. Uh, that's rough.
1: <laughs> yeah i I don't know i I mean that's all I I don't know. That's, that's wild.
0: Do you at least have a Hardee's? No. Or a Carl's no. Jr.? No, no. They make decent biscuit and gravy.
1: Oh. <laughs> I, well, McDonald's, like down here in McDonald's, uh, yeah. you can get it from.
0: Yeah, that's all right. Uh, it's not. Yeah, no. No, I take it back. No, not McDonald's. No. <laughs> what do you, does your
1: McDonald's sell or sell sales?
0: Uh, oh, they, they attempt to, yes. Really? Yeah, dude. I live in South Alabama. Nobody's going to McDonald's for biscuit and gravy.
1: I can guarantee you, if, if when Drew if Drew Vinsel hears this episode, he will not like. I can guarantee you, there's no McDonald's
0: in Ohio that will serve biscuit and gravy. Well, they do here. Wow. I don't know how that is all over the the country, but they do here. But Nobody's buying it. <laughs> yeah, I went to, uh,
1: when I moved to Minneapolis, um, was it Minneapolis? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I went to McDonald's, like, the one of the first days I was there. And I was like, can I get some biscuits and gravy And there? They looked at me like I just shot their dog. They're like, what? And I was like, biscuits? And then you put gravy on top? Yeah, the white gravy like, with the sausage in it. This lady looked at me and said, I have never heard that before in my life. And I said, Oh, so I, I got a you know, a freaking egg McMuffin or something. But I was like, what do you
0: mean? You don't know what that is. Well, they called? it egg white delight. Get that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, I have a funny story about that. Then I'll talk about my meal. Um, me and my wife were trucking, you know, for like over a year, we were, we were on the road, like all over the country and, one of our go-to meals at Popeye's at the time, uh, was the popcorn shrimp. I love the popcorn shrimp. It's, they always got a good spice to them and you get a good little amount of shrimp for what you, what you pay for it. So anytime we went to Popeye's, that's, that tend to be what we got. We got to pop, we got the popcorn shrimp and we went to one in Denver, Colorado and there was one inside of a truck stop. We're like, okay, cool. The, uh, Popeyes. We haven't had the popcorn shrimp in a while. Let's, Because those truck stops are few and far between. They actually have a Popeyes in them. Usually they're at TA truck stops. So I'll have a Burger King and a Popeyes inside the truck stop. Other than that, you usually just get Arby's, McDonald's, and Subway and Chester's. That's like the only things they ever serve out there. But we went to that, the lady behind the counter and said, because uh, it's up there on the menu. It's like, uh, can we get, uh, two orders of the popcorn shrimp and she looked at us like the what the, the popcorn shrimp yeah. it's look it's right there right there number eight right there see number eight popcorn shrimp and she's like i don't even know if we have that like what do you mean you don't have that it's right there and she said hold on <gasps> so she went and left in the back come out with a big white bag from the freezer oh no and held it up to us like, is this what you're talking about and i read it was like yeah that's what i'm talking about can you fix them like, yeah uh let's figure this out give us a minute you know so she oh. went back there and she had to learn how to cook popcorn shrimp and we had this this lady must have been about 67 years old come up to us while we were waiting she says what do those taste like i've never had popcorn shrimp oh my gosh <laughs> you people in colorado how do you live you don't even yeah. know what popcorn shrimp tastes like i Did mean, you offer one <laughs> no (laughs) you said here just put your dirty fingers in here have you have you had popcorn shrimp Uh, absolutely not you've never had popcorn shrimp i've had popcorn chicken but i haven't had nasty shrimp because you've never no no no. fried shrimp is not nasty it's one of the best things in the world um you also like like how to i do like okra fried okra so so boiled okra is not bad but fried uh, okra is like right where it's at you got to, you got to like, you got to coat it with something. You can't just throw it Ugh. straight in. You got to like, usually it's cornmeal as you coat it with it? corn, cornmeal, salt, pepper. I don't like the, I don't like the stuff you get frozen from the grocery store, the big overly battered okra. I don't like that. I won't ever buy fried okra if it's a side at one of these chicken restaurants or something like that, because it's, it's a big ball of batter with a little piece of okra inside of it. No, you just got to lightly coat the okra. And fry it that way, so it actually looks like a piece of okra. So like a ball of batter, you know. But do you don't like shrimp either? I don't like any seafood, man. Well, guess what my meal is? Fish, it's seafood. No, it's seafood. Yeah, you're uh-huh. right, Fish. My meal would be uh, seafood. I guess I just take it take take for granted where I live, because I literally live on the Gulf Coast. And we have so many good seafood restaurants around here. There's one that we go to. I was talking to Drew about it not too long ago. It's called crabs on the beach. And it's literally on the beach. Like uh, you can sit outside sand on your feet, all that while you watch the waves come in and you're sitting there eating from the restaurant and drinking whatever they have at the bar. It's amazing. And they bring, they have these things called seafood nachos and they bring them out and it's a Big giant plate of not might as well be your meal to share with somebody else because you're never finishing this. It's an appetizer, it's the silliest thing ever. But it's at least about 10 inches tall of nachos, and it's covered and layered with queso, um pico de gallo, uh crab meat, pop you know, like baby shrimp, not popcorn shrimp, but little baby shrimp that are like uh you know sauteed or something like that. And I think there's some jalapenos on there, some mango chutney. There's all sorts of stuff they throw on this on this thing. It is the best thing they have, by far. And me and my wife will go out there just once in a while and sit there and eat a whole plate of these nachos and watch the waves come in. While we drink a, 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 a crab attack, I think is what they call their drink, their signature drink, and a bucket of rum. Oh, wow. <laughs> it's an amazing experience, but you don't like seafood, so I guess you're not going to. Now, I,
1: <laughs> yeah. the, the only fish that i will eat is from long john silvers
0: that's not real fish
1: i don't care <laughs> it's not real chicken either but that tastes good too <laughs> you know like good lord i've been on a mcdonald's kick like breakfast lunch
0: the whole thing like
1: oh i love me some mcdonald's right now
0: well not, not against mcdonald's it's just i wouldn't get their, their biscuit and gravy uh, I, if you're going to get some good breakfast at McDonald's stick with a McGriddle, I love the McGriddles, but yeah, we, uh, my, my go-to meal to cook somebody would actually be, uh, salmon. I learned how to cook that just based off a YouTube video. Cause I was always curious, like, I want to try this because everywhere, like I want to figure out how to cook it because any restaurant I go to, it is the most bland piece of fish I ever eat. And I keep looking at it, it's like, wow, it looks good. Look at all these seasons. It's like a, a pecan roasted honey glazed salmon. Oh, that, that sounds so good. You eat it and it's nothing. There's no flavor. And every huh. one of them are always like that. So I I learn how to cook it on YouTube. And I learn how to um I learned the trick to getting the fishy taste out of it. It it has to do with uh cooking it skin side down, flipping it over after it's like good and the charred and you peel the skin back. And then there's like a gray meat underneath the skin. You got to kind of oh. peel that gray meat away. The gray meat is where the fishy flavor comes from. So you peel that gray meat away. You don't have that fishy taste anymore. And once it co- gets done cooking on that side, flip it back over just to sear the bottom of it that you just peeled the skin off of. And you have a really, really good cooked piece of salmon. And then I found a seasoning that I put on everything now. It is it, called Rufus Teague and it has uh coffee in it. It has like coffee dust inside of it because at one random restaurant down the road here, they served me duck one day that had coffee dust on it. And I thought that was the best tasting thing I'd ever had at any restaurant ever in my life. And I happened to find about a week later, I found a seasoning that had that. And now I use that seasoning on. Hamburger steaks on fillets, uh, ribeyes, New York strip, salmon. I use it on everything. And uh, the only place I can find it is at Fresh Market. I guess it's kind of like a Whole Foods at other places. But that's the only place I can find it. Uh, I think you can get online and stuff like walmart.com or Amazon or something. But but uh, that would be my go-to meal. It would be a piece of salmon with this uh, coffee-dusted... Seasoning I have, and as as a, I can't think of words tonight. Testimonial to it, sure. My wife never ever liked salmon; she never liked it because it's the same thing. Go to a restaurant, you buy a piece of salmon, and it's the most bland, fishy-tasting thing you've ever had. And they're like, "I should be liking this. Why do I not like this? Because I like fish, but this particular cut of meat, for some reason, is so nasty." Mm. and i cook it here now she's purposely buying it she she purposely buys it and puts it in the shopping cart and i don't ask her to she wants me to cook it all oh, the nice. time so i feel like i could turn somebody's opinion around by cooking them this so i want to do that you know what i mean that would be my go-to meal i would cook a nice strip of salmon so you're you're pronouncing it as salmon. Salmon. The L is not.
1: Oh, see, this is the problem when you can't read. <laughs> because I've always called it
0: salmon. No, you don't pronounce the L.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh well, I'm embarrassed. <laughs> oh, and like of course when you were talking, like, and that has nothing to do with what you were saying. But I yawned like twelve times, and every time I yawned, you said the words salmon so i was but like you didn't never hear me right i never heard yeah. you right so i was like <laughs> wait a minute what's going on like i just woke up it's I, i've been i cannot sleep for the life of me but I of a sudden i was like how did he say that and then like you would say it and i'm like <sighs> yawning you know <laughs> like oh man salmon
0: yeah it's just pretend the l's not there oh salmon. see why don't they teach you that in school they probably did oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> Probably. I knew it wasn't. Oh, whatever. <laughs> it's just like you don't pronounce the S in Illinois. Yeah. I you know I mean? did know that. Yeah. <laughs> but,
1: didn't I say that, though? Didn't I say Illinois? Yeah. A couple weeks ago? I'm, I'm I did. I'm sure you did. That. I'm sure you did. Yeah. It sounds like something I would do, even though I know there's no S. Like, you don't pronounce the S. But, you know, if I ever had, like, a son... If I had okay, so let's say I have twins, right? Guess what their names are going to be. <laughs> Talking about silent letters and stuff. Uh, I have no idea. So the so I would I already made a deal with someone, and I'm going to have a boy and a girl as twins. So the boy's name is going to be Chalani Bartholomew, and the daughter's name is going to be Chalonica Bartholomewia. Um, how, how would you how do you think you spell Chalani? I I don't know. <laughs> okay. So <clears throat> I would spell Chalani C-H-I-L-L-O-N-E-X but the X is silent. Mm-hmm. It's
0: a little Cajun but go ahead.
1: A little Cajun?
0: That's how all occasion. Cajun like the New Orleans area, that's how they they spell everything like it, it, it ain't it isn't the e sound it's the O sound you know it's like uh they the, it's the big joke is um how you how do you spell something with a O at the end of it you had an e a u x that, oh. that makes the o sound Wow <laughs> well it's like it's it, when whenever uh they would say go tigers or something from lSE. It'll yeah. be G E A U X Tigers. That's how they spell. What? It. Yeah, let's go. G E A U X. Go.
1: See that is really confusing to a <laughs> dyslexic because now you're just now you're just showing off. You know, that's wild. <laughs> Why would you do that?
0: That's <laughs> the culture down there. They think they're French, but they don't know.
1: <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs>
0: Whoever you know, yeah. I mean, I'm not dissing them too bad because, dang, they got excellent food, and I love New Orleans. But some of the things they do is just—it's—it's a little weird to where where I live. That's all. (laughs) I bet whoever came up with that. I bet
1: there's so many places on their body to hide rice.
0: You say the most random things. I swear, telling you, tell me I'm wrong. (laughs) Uh, I can't. I think we need to take a break. All right. <laughs> Don't we have another question? Uh, that was it. No, we do. You're right. Oh, my gosh, we do. Close the app. Okay. Um. Tell you what, let's take the break, and then we're going to start talking NASCAR. Because we haven't talked too much NASCAR so far. We're going to take the break. This question is NASCAR. Oh, so When okay. we come back, we'll talk about this question. And then go into the top five and the tribute at the end. So okay, sounds good. All right, here we go. NASCAR coming up after the break. First, check out SkinnyMixes.com. The holidays are over. Christmas time, Halloween, all that good junk, all of it's over. So now you have clearances. All these products, all these coffee mixes that are pumpkin flavored, gingerbread flavored, eggnog, uh, all that stuff, it's going to be clearanced out. And. Uh, Like I said, I have a, I've said it before, I have a shelf full of all these different flavors in my house right now. We constantly buy. We constantly restock because me and my wife, we will vouch for these products. It's extremely good. If you go to SkinnyMixes.com, anything you want, first order, use code MARBLES at checkout. You'll get 10% off. It's just on your first order, though. Use code MARBLES at checkout. Get 10% off. SkinnyMixes.com. The following announcement has been paid for by the pulling up a chair podcast tim here host of the pulling up a chair with a chair shop podcast
1: if you're a fan of wrestling figures and the artists that take them to the next level
0: then i've got a favor to ask for you come check out my podcast pulling up a chair each episode i sit down and talk to figure customizers
1: figure photographers set builders figure collectors, podcasters, and even pro wrestlers. Just search out Pulling Up a Chair with a Chair Shot wherever you get your podcasts, and I hope you'll join me next time, right here
0: on Pulling Up a Chair. Hey, we're live, pal, and we'd love for you to come check out our podcast, Tales from the Estate. Each week, we talk about our top five favorite somethings. My beautiful wife, Caitlin, likes to share all sorts of random facts. Yeah. Did you know that cows have accents? We did now. But we also review all sorts of snacks and other great things. And so if you love everything random, I think you'd enjoy Tales from the Estate. So come check us out. Yeah. Okay, uh-huh. thanks. Bye. Hi. Hi. I'm AJ. I'm Tyler. And I'm Ryan. And we're Three Brews Podcast. We're a show where us three brothers sit down to talk about brews and everything else. Check out our website, threebrewspodcast.com, and follow us on Spotify and Apple Podcast. All right, so getting to the NASCAR portion of the show. Uh, (laughs) We uh, have one more question. It's from Tales from New State also. And this was... uh, It's interesting. I feel like this is actually going to happen. So what do you think the response and backlash would be if NASCAR suddenly announced it was going to all electric vehicles? I'll let you go.
1: This is interesting, right? So... I think he means like, what's the backlash from fans as like in general, mm-hmm. not me, you know, individually. Um oh, both. So for me individually, um, as long as it's going to suck if NASCAR goes all electric, because once you go to that racetrack and you actually attend one, you're not going to smell the burning, you know, like the alcohol, <laughs> alcohol, the, the fuel, like You know, there's some sort of like
0: certain smell mm-hmm. and it's, you oh, know, if you go to any racetrack with any, any type of race car, you're going to, you know, you know exactly what you're talking about.
1: Yeah. Um. So th- not having that smell present would be weird uh but you know they've already been talking about going to electric in nascar um a lot of experts have said that it's not going to lower the sound by by very much it will oh it will not (laughs) but not by not by
0: a lot like it's still gonna be i mean if they uh if they have a synthesizer inside the car that that plays a sound every time you rev the engine it won't i guess yeah, that's, that's the only way they do it on street cars. See, and
1: that's the thing. I'm not sure how you know how to make an electric car, but like Bob Pocaris was saying, that it's not going to lower the volume by very much. Maybe one or two decimal, or not decimals, but like uh, does what's the word I'm trying to say?
0: No, I think decibels, but. Cool. I, I think you're I think you're you're thinking more of the um hybrid cars. Oh. Yeah, is there a difference? Yes. Hybrid uses a combo of gas and electric. When all electric would just mean only thing you're hearing is the tires on the pavement and the electric motor, which is just a whirring sound.
1: Oh like there's, okay. There's
0: not gonna be, you won't even know it cranked up. You know what I mean? You, you won't even know. Like, oh. Some kind of internal mechanism that's moving that makes the noise to it that would might be different in a passenger car. It, if it you won't rev it up and, and hear anything. Oh, okay. So I just woke up. Um, so I guess I was, I got those two confused. Now you're right. NASCAR had been talking about going hybrid for a oh, while. In okay. fact, with this car. That we have, that was one of the key things. They were going to have a complete engine overhaul when this car come out, but I guess COVID put an end to that
1: because they couldn't all. do
0: the research and all that that they were going to do with it. But yeah, this car was supposed to have a completely re you know reworked engine that was going to be hybrid technology. And actually, the Le Mans car was supposed to have a brand new engine technology that they were going to test out in NASCAR, but it wound up just having a basic NASCAR engine. So I don't know if they I don't know if they want that for their top series anymore like I think they were looking at it but I don't think they want that for their top series I can't imagine a field full of cup cars now you would you would have some acceleration electric vehicles they 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 have there's no like gain momentum with an electric vehicle you press the gas you go you know, it's a slot car, basically. You know, you, you pull the trigger on the slot car, it goes wide open. Yeah. You know, and it flies off the racetrack because you can't make the corner without slowing down. But that's how the electric cars would be. You, you especially one that's made for performance like that. You stomp on the gas, you better be ready. It's going to throw your head back. Like wow. way more than the, uh, I mean, you'll be at top speed in just a matter of a couple of seconds. So it might actually be more dangerous.
1: <laughs> yeah, well now now that I'm not like I'm up to speed now,
0: um, man, I wouldn't want that at all. No, nobody. Does. Oh my <laughs> God, that sounds terrible, bro. What like, I do think they will do, this is why I said I do think this will happen eventually. What I think they will do is create a new series that will have these electric vehicles. I didn't. We see like some kind of mock-up prototype thing of an SUV not too long ago. Wasn't that floating around um, somewhere? I'm gonna be really honest. I don't even know what I had for breakfast. I have no idea. <laughs> I thought I, I remembered really not too long ago, like within the last year, there was a mock-up prototype of an SUV NASCAR. And wow, the idea was that that was going to be the electric series. The all electric yeah. series would be these low ground clearance, pimped out looking SUVs. You know, and I think that's what's going to happen. It's going to be like a crossover SUV type series. And those are going to be the electric cars. Mm. I don't think they'll ever bring that to cup. But I could be wrong. I could see them bringing hybrid technology. And yeah, that would lower the sound a little bit, but it wouldn't completely get rid of it like electric cars would. Yeah. Like even the, the street cars have to have a like I said a synthesizer inside the car to let you hear that you're actually applying acceleration. You let you hear the engine and stuff like that. That I can't imagine getting used to that. Oh yeah, that'd be tough. <laughs> I would not be a fan
1: of that. I think uh so to answer Drew's question, uh if they went oh, all <laughs> if they went fully electric uh yikes i don't think there'd be a lot of people that would be okay with that
0: no you know hey, like can you imagine what the races would look like right now they'd run well, for about they w- wouldn't be miles they'd run for about 30 minutes they yeah. have to come in and stop for 30 minutes while they charged up <laughs> yeah then they'd run back out for another 30 minutes at full speed they had to stop for 30 more minutes and charge up the 500 mile race would take 10 hours <laughs>
1: Oh, my gosh. We would would go from nine-second pit stops to 30-minute pit stops, bro. Like, oh, no.
0: I mean, unless they develop some kind of quick charge, but, man, you imagine how expensive that series would be? Oh, my goodness. The batteries alone are like, in a regular car, they're like 25 grand. Imagine a, a performance like NASCAR stock car. The battery would probably run you 200 grand. Are we talking like Teslas? Yes, batteries in electric oh. vehicles right now are twenty five thousand dollars. G- g- that's that's literally more than my debt. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's more than the that's more than my Dodge Charger. Oh my god! My, my my Dodge Charger that I bought like uh, just before COVID, so I guess nineteen. I bought in October nineteen was twenty twenty thousand. Wow! <laughs> so one battery in a Tesla costs more than my charger. I can't
1: <laughs> could you, you like could you imagine going to get well they don't have oil do they electric?
0: Yeah, you know, I don't know if they have hydraulic fluid or not. I don't know if things need to be oiled. It's a, it's moving parts. I feel like something needs to be oiled. I don't know so as, as much about them.
1: Hypothetically, you're <laughs> you're at the oil changing place. And they're like, yeah, we went ahead and changed your oil, but you're going to need a new battery and then just whip out your wallet and be like, okay, how much is it? Like 25000 Okay, cool, here you go. Like, who? Oh, my.
0: <laughs> I don't know, man. That's that's wild. No, I don't. I don't think the uh, response to that would be too good. Yeah, Point, not. NASCAR is built on uh. Well, not the backs, but it's built on the common man enjoying this. I don't, I don't, I'm surrounded by common men. My whole life is is all about common men. Everywhere I go, that's a normal guy, that's a normal guy, that's a normal guy. We, We all in the same boat here. I don't have anybody in my life, friends, acquaintances, or anybody I even know that owns a Tesla. I just, I don't, that's not a common thing. You know, maybe it's where I'm from. Maybe it's my income. I don't know. I don't feel like I'm in bad shape. I don't feel like, um, I'm in a place where uh, I wouldn't see that. Cause I do see them occasionally riding around the road. We don't have charging stations everywhere, but I do see the Teslas run around once in a while. And yeah, I get it. I also realize that's it's it's a big pain in the butt to own one, you know, and it's not worth the money now maybe in ten or fifteen years it will be. I don't know yeah. and I work in an oil field maybe I'll be out of a job, but somebody somewhere is going to need fossil fuels mm. you know <laughs> <laughs> so I'm sure I'll have work but right I just uh, no not in the not in the not in the cup series. Yeah, you know, I bet anyone that drives an
1: electric car, I bet their sneeze when they sneeze. I bet it sounds like a chewy. Like I, I just, I don't know why. I just think that that's how they sound when they sneeze. So I talked
0: about, I talked about what I'm seeing in like a, a personal deal, like the people I know not having one, not needing ha- having a need for one, all that, and you just straight up insulted all the drivers of electric cars. Well, yeah. I don't even know if any of our friends have an electric car. Well, I mean, I'm not I talking don't. about our friends. Not not our friends. <laughs> our friends are not included. Yeah, no. any the comment. No, nah, no, no, no. I'm talking about this.
1: <laughs> the other electric drivers. I don't think any of our friends do have an electric car.
0: I have no idea. I have, I have no idea. I do feel like there might be one or two that would, but I don't know if they do. <laughs> I'm going to shut th- up. I'm going to get in trouble. I'm going to shut up. Okay. Hmm. Let's go to our top five, man. Okay. You want to go to the top five? Let's sure. Stop talking about this before I do actually get in trouble.
1: <laughs> Even though I, I talk of, about it. You know, out of the two of us, I always knew it'd be
0: you getting in trouble. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: Not me. <laughs> oh
0: no, I'm just kidding <laughs> You had a top five idea earlier this week. Why don't you go ahead and explain it? All right. So this
1: week's top five, uh, top five cup drivers who need to have a great 2024.
0: Okay. Have you got five? I just do. five. Okay. I I do too. I don't have any. It was actually kind of tough coming up with five. That have oh, really to have a good 2024. Oh wow, <clears throat> mine were simple. <laughs> well, mine makes sense, but they weren't. I couldn't just like list them. Boom, 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 boom. I, I came up with like two or three off the top of my head, but then yeah. I had to really think about people's situations and the scenarios that they've been in and stuff like that. Um, I could throw one honorable mention out there, but I don't think it's. I don't think it's you know, like going to affect this ride or anything. Who who would that be? Uh, Daniel Suarez. Oh, okay. Just because last year he was the track house driver. did not win. Yeah. And there's a lot of hype coming in with SVG coming in. Mm-hmm. And track house is also helping. Um, is it Zane Smith are helping out or is it, that's it, isn't it? Aren't they helping out yes. Zane Smith as well? And you have Ross Chastain with a big brand new sponsor. You know, and he's poised for a championship run next year. Suarez is kind of being left in the dust. You know? Yeah. So he he would be my honorable mention. But uh, I can go first if you want and leave your top five, your number one to, to last. Uh, um, okay. My number five would be Bubba Wallace. Oh, yeah. He's it seems like he took a year off last year. You know, uh, he he won the Kansas race, kind of shut up anybody that's like, oh, he can't win except in a rain shortened race and all that. He won that one race and then nobody ever really heard anything from him this year. Right. You know, ever since he had that mess happen with uh, Kyle Larson, he's kind of right. been a non-factor. And I feel like to get any type of momentum going forward, he needs to have a really good twenty twenty four. All right, what about you? Yeah, I mean, like going,
1: kind of going back to the Bubba Wallace. Yeah, you're not wrong. Um, oh, that's Bubba Wallace behind you back. There. I was gonna, apparently Bubba Wallace right outside my house. <laughs> wow, I'm sorry, Bubba. Him. Jeez, jeez, my sorry. personal feelings. What? What if he actually heard us on this episode? And he came and found me. It's like, I know you were talking crap. Well,
0: he I probably can find me if he still live in Alabama. He's from here.
1: Oh, yeah, that's right. I don't know.
0: Yeah, he's from 45 um, minutes down the road. I don't know if he still lives here or not, but
1: <laughs> um, that's you know, and that's wild because like 2023, that was Bubba's best year, and it he didn't have a win, but he was like it was he
0: was always in top 10. Like he was but always in the top five. It was his best year, but he didn't make any noise.
1: Yeah, that I would say that. Yeah, for sure. Um, mine, my number five, I'm going to go with Noah Gregson coming off of probably the biggest mistake of his career. Uh, lost his ride, lost his opportunity. Now he's back with, I wouldn't say a five-star organization in Stuart Haas racing, but, uh, as close as he's gotten, And it's gonna his equipment now is gonna be a lot better than what he would have had in the 42, um, or what he was in with the 42. Switching over to Toyota, I'm not sure how that really how that's gonna affect legacy. Um, but I feel like Noah Gregson has a lot of people and a lot of eyes on him this season, um, hoping, you know, that he's gonna have a good season. Uh, sponsorships, obviously, Ford, Tony Stewart. Mm -hmm. Um, and, you know, even fans, like people that were like, oh, yeah, this kid's nothing. You know, he's just a punk punk kid or whatever. Now he has a lot of people
0: to uh, prove wrong. And I, I hope he does. Um, Noah Grayson also on my list. So I'll go ahead and make him my number four. All right. Yeah, I'll rework it a little bit. It's just so we talk about him and not have to worry about it later. But, yeah. yeah, I agree. Noah Grayson is um, someone that's got to have that kind of like Larson a couple years ago. He needs that redemption year. And um, maybe he'll get it. Maybe not. I know he's talented. It's yeah. just he's got to keep his head on his shoulders. For sure. So, yeah, that would be my number four, then, Noah Grayson.
1: All right. Well, yeah, my number
0: my number four? Well, I said Bubba, and you said Gregson. I oh, say yeah. Gregson, so, yeah, this would be your four.
1: So, my number four is someone that we just talked about as well, uh, Daniel Suarez. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Daniel Suarez... And, well, I am I guess I'm going to go ahead and reveal my number three as well. But uh, Daniel Suarez and Austin Sindrick are kind of in the same situation right now. They both got their first wins in 2022. They both did absolutely diddly squat last year. I feel like they're both in a situation now where they have to at least get three wins, two or three wins this season for them to get re-signed. I don't know when their contracts are up, obviously. Um, but for both of those drivers, like it's it's a put up or shut up type of situation. Uh well for all these drivers that we're talking about right now. But um, you know, you winning winning the day 500 as a rookie, your first attempt. Well, it wasn't his first attempt, but um that's amazing, and that's going to take you far, and by far I mean like possibly three years, and then at the end of that three years, <laughs> I don't care who you're driving for whoever you're diving for is going to sit there and say okay you haven't done nothing you haven't won anything you haven't even got a top five what what are we doing mm-hmm. you know so it's i don't i don't want you know austin cinder and we're talking about austin cinder for whatever reason but i was trying to talk about daniel suarez i don't want like <clears throat> daniel suarez and austin cinder to go through that trevor bain
0: era, yeah yeah
1: you know So that would be my, well, I guess my
0: number four and off my number three. (laughs) Well, I'll say this about those two. I feel like their teams are in different spots. So I feel like they'll get different treatment. I like Penske is established. You've had two back-to-back champions. You had 22 and a 12, both back-to-back champions. Um, Obviously, either one of them can go out there and win it again this year. And between those two, you could go out there and realistically win five or six. Or more than that, probably about nine or 10 races between those two. Right. It could happen. So you have leeway with an established team that is winning, constantly winning to help improve Cindric. Right. And I feel like they'll be more patient with somebody like Cindric if they see that there is an upside to this. You know, on the other hand, you have Suarez and you have Trackhouse. Trackhouse is not at that level. What they are, they are getting to that level. And they are establishing themselves as a top team. Like, they're getting there, but they want to keep going up. They don't have patience. They're not going to have patience for Daniel Suarez. If he doesn't perform this year, they're going to find somebody who will and put them in at 99. Right. I, I feel like Suarez's issues would be worse off than Cedric's. Just off of that. I mean I could be completely off base. Maybe they're already ticked off eccentric. I have no idea. But he did give yeah. you a Daytona five hundred. You know, I it's kinda hard to kinda hard to look past that. He did do that yeah. in his very first race's rookie year. Kinda hard to just say, uh, oh, well, we gave you three years, you're gone. I mean, you're fine, yeah. you're winning championships. Just let the dude grow. Yeah. yeah. My personal opinion. Um, my number three, you, you mentioned Trevor Bain. Same team. My my number three oh, would be uh, Harrison Burton. He's He jumped in because Trevor Bain, when he won the at Daytona 500, he won with the Wood Brothers. Right. And that's what Harrison Burton is right now in that 21 car. When he jumped in that 21, he took it from Matt Benedetto, which apparently has signed something. I don't know what he signed. He's being real coy about it, but whatever. Um, he took it from Matt Benedetto, who actually had pretty decent performance and competed for a few wins in that car. And the only thing I remember that 21 doing in the last couple of years since he's had it has flipped at Daytona. Like he was the first next gen car to go over, wasn't he? Yes. Yeah, that's the thing I remember him for. And if that's the only thing I can remember that car from with Harrison Burton driving, that's not good. If he doesn't do something this year, he's he's not going to be there very much longer. Yeah. Just what I think. That's my number three.
1: Yeah, well, I guess we can go ahead and talk about it. Well, go ahead. and Well, okay. My number two is Harrison Burton as well. Um, okay. Because like and it sucks because i i met harrison burton at kansas speedway a couple years ago super cool guy like i i he's really cool with his fans and he's very appreciative and all this stuff and it makes me wonder is it a driver problem or is it a team equipment
0: problem ever since they switched over to the new gen next gen anything in nascar it's never just one thing it's never just the team. It's never just the driver. It's never just the equipment. It's never just the crew chief. It is a combo of everything. You have to have that perfect combination of everything to outrun everybody. You just, you have to, if that combination isn't there, you're not going to outrun anybody. You can have one of the best drivers of all time, Darrell Waltrip. He goes to Junior Johnson, wins a bunch of races. He goes to Rick Hendrick, wins a bunch of races. Drives for himself, wins two races, and he's done. And he spends the last 10 years of his career just floundering, barely making it, using championship provisionals to start the races. Yeah. It isn't that he did. He forgot how to drive. He jumped in a DEI car, and with that little combo for a little bit, he nearly won Pocono one year. Yeah. You know, it isn't that he forgot how to drive. Bill Elliott did the same thing. You know, uh, Melling Racing, the course car, won a bunch of races. Junior Johnson won a bunch of races. Got to his own thing. Never won. Never won in that McDonald's car. Not that I remember. Jumped away from it. Went to Dodge and Everham. That combo was there. The Everything was there. And he was, he won four in a row, didn't he? Four or yep. five in a row in one year. I think it was last year. I think it was 4 Oh three or Oh four. He won three or four in a row or something like that. It was one of those years. I think it was Oh three, but huh. it's the combo of everything. You can't just say, Oh, we got this good crew chief in, but if your equipment's out there, then Oh, well, Oh, we got amazing equipment. We're in the top notch stuff and you get out there you know you can drive you won championships in the in the Xfinity series you've won championships in Arco. you won championships in truck you're you've won 15 late model features in a row with 100 cars in it every night cool you get out here and you don't have the crew chief you need and the team support or you're not on the same page as far as making adjustments or telling them how your your driving style doesn't isn't affected by what they do anything like that you're not going to win. It's just, it's a perfect combination of everything. And I've always felt that. And it's really unique to see, um, when they actually do get that combo, right? How magical it can be. You're looking at Jimmy Johnson. You're looking at Jeff Gordon. You're looking at Earnhardt in the, uh, late eighties, early nineties, Rusty Wallace in the early nineties, you know, they just dominate, absolutely dominate. And it takes, a lot of work to get back to it if they ever do get back to it when all that when something goes away. Like what happened when Ray Everham was no longer Jeff Gordon's crew chief? Right. He, he did. Okay. I yeah. think he wound up winning a championship. Uh, yeah, I think, um, I mean, championships, you know, did he win a couple of championships? He didn't win near as much as he did with Everham though. No. Yeah. No, he was dominant with Everham. Yeah. I think he won like 13 or 15 races one year. Yeah. I mean, half the dang race is just about he won. Yeah. Just insane. But, I mean, he did he did good. Uh, he did good. Yeah, sure. Joey is a two-time champion, too. And I think Gordon won two championships with Steve LaTarque. I think that's who it was, wasn't it? I believe so. Yeah, I think that's who it was. The combo with Gordon and Ever- Everham just was so iconic that I kind of forget who else came after him. Yeah. But which was that? That was your number two? That was my number two, yeah. All right. So I'll go ahead and do my uh I have two more. I'll save this other guy for last. Uh one of them's Ryan Priest. Oh, yeah. He he didn't come in with a whole lot of expectations. And then he ran really well for a minute or two. And you're like, okay, well there's something there. But then he just keeps getting in everybody's hair. You know, he's like, I don't know. He It seems like he's rubbing a lot of people the wrong way on the track. And that's, that's cool and everything for us. Probably not the best move for his career, but it's fun to watch. And I love seeing somebody that isn't near as successful as everybody else give it to the people who say they're a bunch of hacks that can't drive. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> I want to see him back it up. You know, I wanna that's what I think needs to happen. I think Ryan Priest is one of those guys that he needs to come out this year in 2024 and back his talk up. He needs to have that. If he doesn't, I don't know if he'll go to 2025.
1: Dang, okay. Yeah, I I see it. Yeah, uh, you know, I <laughs> was a pretty big supporter of Ryan Ryan Priest and uh Chase Briscoe and all them and Dude, after Talladega, when they had the the Talladega Knights paint scheme and they, they did all that real cringy stuff on social media, like, dude, I just look at Ryan Priest as so corny. Chase Briscoe the same way. Like, I, it was to a point where I was like, oh, I'm cheering for these guys. And then they did all that, and I was like, mm, okay, well, cool i guess you know like i don't know it's it's a weird situation
0: uh how many more do you have you have one more right yeah i have one more do you want me to go ahead and say mine in sure if you want to uh my guy is brad keselowski what he needs to have a good year what is he He, gonna do get fired he could retire (laughs) yeah he 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 needs it for himself more than anything else yeah, yeah, he's not going to get fired. Obviously, he owns a team. Yeah, but if he starts this his new new venture here and just falls off the face of the earth right at the very like he does good, but then completely falls off the face of the earth at the very beginning of it, starts to come back towards the end of the year. Okay, cool. They're gaining a little bit momentum. Then 2023 rolls around, his teammate wins what three races? Three races. Chris Buescher, of all people, three races. It ain't like he had Kyle Bush as a teammate who also right. won three races. Chris Buescher in his car won the same amount of races as Kyle Bush in a children's car. And Brad, a cup champion, can't win a race? Um, Yeah, he needs wow. it next year. He absolutely needs it next year. If he doesn't win next year, I would not be surprised. If by the end of the year, we don't see a retirement speech.
1: Wow. That is a really good take. Um, So you know how like last year, like nobody really knew who William Byron was. And then like he just won like six races and everyone's like, oh, it's William Byron's year. Yeah. Like William Byron, uh, William Byron was definitely the uh, breakout star of NASCAR mm-hmm. Cup series last season. I think Brad Kozlowski is going to be the breakout star of this season.
0: Maybe so. Maybe so. Maybe he'll drive another five years for it, too.
1: Yeah, I don't know, but it's a very good take. I think my number one is um, the driver of the number three, Austin Dillon. Like, obviously, like he doesn't own that team. His grandfather owns it. But I mean, how many more excuses can Richard Childress make for Austin Dillon to, yeah. to
0: subside from horrible talent? Well, it's kind of – it's 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 a different situation than what I was talking about with Brad, though, because Brad, he's not going to get fired right. because, you know, he owns the team. What he'll end up doing if he doesn't win, I feel like, is set down to put somebody in that car that will win for him. Yeah. If, I mean, Austin Dillon, if he doesn't win, so what? His grandfather's not going to get rid of him. You know, yeah. I mean, if Ty Gibbs doesn't win for 10 years, you think he's ever going to not have a ride somewhere with his grandfather? That's true. He will and, absolutely have a ride somewhere. Like, it's it's tough um,
1: with the Austin Dillon situation versus, like, an Austin Cindric, because Austin Dillon has a Daytona 500. Mm-hmm. He has a Coke 600. Uh, he's won at Texas. You mean a, a, he's won a Coke 600? Yeah. Yeah, I don't remember he that. The, uh, Dale Jr. actually ran out of fuel on the ver- coming uh, to the
0: checkered flag. Well, he also uh, won the Daytona July race or the, I guess the fall race now. Yeah, he won the uh the second Daytona race also this just the other year.
1: Yep, and that's how he got into the playoffs twenty twenty two, which was that was fun. That was cool. Um, so like he, it's not like he doesn't win. It's not like he's Harrison Burton or or a trevor bain like he does find himself in awesome situations sometimes but it's like it seems like it's every three years he'll find victory lane and it's just accidentally being right there in the perfect situation at the very perfect time you know and it's it's just like man i just i don't know i feel like and as my voice is going away <laughs> i don't know what that's all about but. um, Like, it's one of those situations where it's like, if I was Rich uh, Rickard, up Rickard, (laughs) bro, I I am struggling to get through episode 89 so bad. Um, If I was Richard Childress, I would be sitting there thinking, like, okay, if he doesn't have at least two wins, three wins of the season, like, what do I have to offer Austin? And then the fact that, like, ty Dillon, i don't i don't understand that whole situation with richard Childress. like i wonder if there's like beef between yeah does he have a favorite i I mean clearly he does (laughs)
0: right um this tie went down that was something that was announced this week we didn't talk about ty Dillon went down he's announced he's gonna run full-time in the truck series yeah
1: this the same truck that uh maddie d actually got booted from
0: but um yeah, Which and has, everybody says, oh, well, he's going to win all the races. Like, no, he's not. He might be I, lucky to win one. The, the Ty, 25, Ty. Ty Dillon? And, yeah, everybody said he's going to go down there and win all the races in the truck series. I have seen it. <laughs> oh, Give him the championship now. It's like, well, no, not in that truck, he ain't. What?
1: <laughs> no way. Oh, that's cute. Like, I, <laughs> I've never heard anyone say that. That's,
0: I've seen it. I've seen it wow. on Twitter with the announcement.
1: Oh, why, I, I don't understand why anyone would think that that team is
0: capable of winning. Aww. I mean, Matt could do it once, and he had to do it at Talladega. Yeah. That's a 12th-place team. I, at least, yeah. <clears throat> yeah. <That's>, wow. Okay. <laughs> I,
1: color me confused on why the 25 Truck Series truck is going to win every, <laughs> every race. But, uh huh, okay, well. There it is, but I don't know. It's just it's weird how like that team has no affiliation with RCR whatsoever, besides the fact that they're both Chevys. Um, But like RC doesn't. I think Richard Childress helps Jordan Anderson racing. I don't know, Um, but I don't know. know. That's that's weird, and it just seems like with the Xfinity side of things, like there's no. You can't tell me that RC can't open a third ride in xfinity and have ty dylan racing over there i don't know i don't i would love to for someone to really dig deep on that one um just i don't know
0: but it's weird man but <laughs> it is it is very obvious he has a favorite but i don't know the story of why that is and you know that's what it is well that's our top five we probably named about uh 13 or 14 people in that, but still that's our top five. <laughs> yeah, no joke. Uh, let's talk about uh, the driver that passed this week and then we'll get on out of here. Let's talk about Cale Yarbrough. Um Legend, absolute legend in the sport. Like he's one of the, the biggest names that this sport has ever had. Like, obviously you're not talking about petty Earnhardt, you know, Gordon Pearson Johnson, things like that. I'd say top 10, though. Oh, 100%. I mean, the dudes... He was notoriously one of the toughest guys in NASCAR. And I I think I remember even hearing a story about... uh, There was a Daytona 500 he qualified for. He qualified in the show, but on the second lap, uh, the wind picked up, carried him up the track, and flipped his car. And he actually landed on the wall on the roof. So... It, like, caved in the roof side of, the like, the driver compartment there. Scary-looking crash. But I believe he only had one car there. He needed a backup car. So, because this is, qualifying is, like, extremely early in Daytona. Back in the day, it was a two-week thing. Qualifying was, like, one of the first things you did. So, he had to have a backup. He didn't have a backup anymore. So, he had his backup car, and then he went to a local Uh, show like a a store down down, like a few miles down the road they had one of his cars there as a show car so he took that show car and brought it in to daytona and made it his backup car wow and i believe he won that year actually it was an early 80s daytona 500 i believe he won it that year i was not in that show car but there was a possibility he was going to be running that show car <laughs> around Daytona just so he'd make the dang race. They, they can't do that junk anymore. But back in the day, they could, they could get away with stuff like that. But, um, I didn't know much about him as a driver when I was a kid. Uh, I had a VHS that had a bunch of him on it. And from the 85 season, because he was all over it. Then he was in that Hardee's number 28. And, uh, I mean, I, tough he would either win or he would be in contention to win he was always tough just a tough person to to beat on the track by the time i started growing up watching the only thing i really knew him from was either the past or his current status at that point was owning a cup car a single car team yeah um at one point, it was the '66, and I think it eventually turned into the '98. So, Jeremy Mayfield, your friend there, I think <laughs> he actually drove for Kelly Arbor Racing in the '98 RCA car.
1: That's why I don't remember it.
0: <laughs> um, he was also supposed to by Finger Hut at one point. The '66 car was the uh, black uh, Tropical '66, a uh, tro- trop Arctic 66, I think that's what it is. The like the, mm-hmm. the the fuel company. Yeah. And there was a red one too. And I think Kale actually drove that car a little bit, but I'm not sure. I'm not sure the timeline on all that, but I do remember that he owned those cars. Um did who do you say oh go ahead, go ahead. Did Daryl
1: waltrip race for him in the 66 Kmart?
0: No, that was a different company. Oh, okay. I actually I think he owned part of that. Oh, okay. Like they're own part of it, but no, that was a that was a different deal. Um, I think the '98 was the last thing Kale owned, oh,
1: and okay.
0: I think '97 or so was about the last year for that. '96 or '97. Huh. Um, <clears throat> let me think. What would be? I have a guy in mind. What do you think would be an equivalent to a driver like Kelly Arbor today?
1: Ooh. Um, first, I mean, the first thing that I thought of, first driver I thought of was Brad right. um, Oh, Like today's like 2024
0: Cup Series lineup. Well, I mean, in this era. Because the guy I'm thinking of is not a full time guy.
1: Kale. Um, I would I don't know, like Brad Kozlowski,
0: Kyle Bush, Tony Stewart. Tony's not bad. Tony's not a bad pick. I pick Ryan Newman. Really? Ryan Newman he, he's tough. He is, I mean, not only has he got the same stature as Kale. You know, that, that whole broad shoulder, no neck look that Brad, yeah. that uh that Kale and uh, Ryan both have. Um but man, that dude is so tough that nobody wants to go anywhere near Ryan Newman on the racetrack. I mean, it ain't because he'll wreck you, it's because he'll race the mess out of you. It don't matter if he's two or three laps down or not. You're not passing him without a fight. And that's okay. Yeah. Huh, okay. So my, in my opinion, the mentality, of uh, the type of driver that Breck has, of uh, you got me saying Breck has, that Ryan Newman was, and is still to this day, to a point is what Kelly Arbor was in the late seventies and early to mid eighties. But yeah, answer. we lost him this, this week. Uh, I forget his age, but he was in the, he's in the mid eighties himself. 86. 86. Yes. I, I do like the fact that our heroes tend to. The ones that retire on their own anyway, they uh they tend to stay around for a while. Yes, that's that's really cool about this sport. You don't get that in a whole lot of other sports. When all the people I grew up watching in WWF. They're all dead at 45. Right. Or 50 or something like that. And here we are somebody that I didn't even grow up watching because He stopped really racing about the time I started watching. And here it is 35 years later or so from when I started watching. And he's just now passing on. Right. So we had all this time with him and all this time for all these stories to hear him and Bobby Allison talk about that fight. That is some of the coolest audio you'll see. Right. Video, audio, whatever. That's some of the coolest clips that you'll ever hear and see. Is hear them too talking about that fight. It's, and it's a miracle Bobby Allison even remembers that fight after his bad wreck. So, um, but yeah, anything else you want to say about Kale? Uh, you know, like a couple weeks ago,
1: I was talking about how uh, current day NASCAR Cup Series drivers are not what they used to be. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I don't think uh, Noah Gregson is going to be up under the. Car trying to change out, you know, this or that, or trying to do anything to the car. Kale Yarbrough was not that guy. Kale would be, he would have a wrench in hand and he would be having the grease on his face. And he would, you know, if you wanted to do an interview, you'd have to grab his ankle because he would be on his back under the race car trying to fix it. And then he would slide out, do the interview with all the Oil and the grease on his face, and then he'd go right back to working on his own car.
0: Um, you was always saw interviews with grease and oil all over his face from working on his cars. You are right, right? That's, that's right. an iconic image that you have put in your mind for Kale Yarbrough because that's yeah. always how he looked. <laughs> yeah, I
1: mean, it really was. And I don't know, like, he obviously was way, way before my time. Um, I don't remember watching a single race with him in it uh i think he was done before i was even thought of um but i don't know man like it just uh i don't have very like you know it's not my it was way before my time so i don't have very many memories of him or racing memories with him uh but i do remember that any sort of situation that he was on camera, he always had grease or oil or something on his face because he was just so dedicated to making that cargo just a little bit faster.
0: Mm-hmm. But yeah. He was the first. He was the one that won three championships in a row, wasn't he? I have no idea. Him or David Pearson that did that? I, I thought it was Kelly Arbor that won three in a row. I want to say it was. I, I I'll stick with that. Without looking it up, I do want to say Kelly Yarbrough driving for Junior Johnson was the person that won three in a row, and that had never been touched until Jimmy Johnson came along. Do you want me to look it up? Yeah, you can, but I'm pretty sure I, I got that right. Because I think the cars, I think I remember seeing a poster, and it was the 11 Tyson car, and uh, or Holly Farms, or whatever it was called. And one like it was split down the middle on the paint jobs. And the top half would be white. The bottom half would be like this orange brownish color. And then it was three in a row. Yeah, the, you're right. The, yeah. And then and then the third one would be opposite. Like the third championship, the car was the opposite color. Like the hmm. top half would be orange or brown or whatever it was. The bottom half would be white. Yeah. Because I thought that was weird that they decided to swap the colors around. But Yeah, he won the championship in 76, 77, 78. Something Petty never did. Yeah. Won three in a row. Some Earnhardt could never do. Gordon could never do it. Only one person could do it and he needed a dang playoff format to do it. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, legend, just straight up legend. Absolutely. Uh, I think that's going to wrap it up. Our short, in uh, the short episode we were talking about before we started recording is now an hour and a half long. So let's go. <laughs> yeah. 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 That's the story of our life. Um, I go through the podcast drafting partners real quick. Fully Posable Wrestling Figure Podcast and Drunk Wrestling History is a side project of one of the, uh, Scott, one of the creators of the Fully Posable Wrestling Podcast. Go check both of those out. Uh, Positively Pro Wrestling Podcast, uh, dropping new stuff all the time. Great stuff. Go check those guys out too. Um, Howling with the Wolf and Jason Wolf and his, uh, Chop Shop and all of his art too. If you have any interest in what anything he does whatsoever, Definitely hit him up. Uh, I couldn't recommend his his custom figures, his artwork, any of it more than I already do because he's amazing. Uh, Magic in the Mouse is also now. Uh, see if I, I got it written down now. See if I can say it. Stefano's Disney. There you I, go. I, I don't ask me to spell that. I ha- I have to see it written out. But that's his last name, Stefano. So Stefano's Disney just no he's doing he's trying his best and, and i i appreciate what he's doing he's got they got annual passes him and his wife uh they got annual passes they're gonna go as often as they can to disney world they're they're creating recipes from disney world in their kitchen they're they're out there at, at the parks vlogging giving their opinions on what ride does you know is is this like the best and which rides you need to skip or or which yeah. restaurants you need to check out, little tips and tricks, and getting in and out of the parks and things. I I appreciate what they're doing. I wish I could do some of that stuff. Uh, I know they they want to grow and they want to work hard at it, and heck, maybe try to make it a living one day, right? Wouldn't it be fun go to Disney World for a living? Oh yeah, people do it. You know, people do it all the time out there. It's like all sorts of vloggers that do that. So hey, I'm here for them. I hope he gets it done. Um, go so go check that uh, them out too. Uh, hey, you got anything?
1: I got a confession. Mm-hmm. I feel so bad for what I'm about to say. Um, so I, you know, 89 episodes we have literally shouted out these same podcasts every single week. Some of them came in later, whatever. PPW podcast, Positively Pro Wrestling podcast. I had never listened to them <laughs> until like two weeks ago, and I don't know why i don't know why i hear you know fully postable talking about him i hear you talking about him i just for some reason it dawned on me uh, i ran out of podcasts to listen to and i was like well you know what what's a good one and then i went through our drafting partners and i have yours written down i was like ppw i was like you know what? i don't know if i've ever listened to them so i listened. started with their most recent episode and i worked my way backwards and dude i am so hooked on that show. <laughs> Golly, man. I did too, I, and I felt bad enough that I i sent Steve a Facebook message and I was like, I am so sorry. Because like one thing I noticed was that they were shouting us out. And I was like, My goodness, like I don't know what I was doing. So I sent him a message and I was like, I am so sorry. But like I love your guys' show now. So um I now listen to every single one of our drafting partners including breaker and Bates power hour which hopefully since it's 2024 they're gonna be announcing something very very soon i hope i cannot wait i i really hope that's gonna happen uh go check out saturday morning rumble wheel with brian breaker and daniel cross tb toycast with brian breaker and jeff toon filling in for our friend travis fowler i'm actually wearing their t-shirt right now uh go listen to the archives you know it's fake right where both soda and i were special guests uh it's on sabbatical but go listen to no holds barred with bill benis and go check out bill's book shoot yeah tales of a pro wrestling veteran uh stolen gimmicks pro wrestling podcast with joe and jordan i'm doing all right i i'm doing all right in the uh fantasy football thing i didn't uh,
0: i didn't finish last so i'm yeah, okay
1: next class right.
0: but i'm not the toilet champion so there you go
1: that's good I did talk to Joe. Uh, I don't know if I talked to Joe about it, but I did talk to Jordan, and uh, they definitely are going to be. Uh, well, I don't want to put words in their mouth, but it looks the 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 possibility of doing a fantasy football stuff next year for Stolen Gimmicks uh, is very great possibility of doing that. So I told them that I'm very interested and I want to do it again next season. Now that I kind of understand what's going on, uh, and they have two. Royal Rumble um pools going on this year. One's free and one's like ten bucks. And I am going to enter both. Me too. Yeah. Awesome. I hope, hope you lose. I hope you <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I hope you lose. Um yeah, yeah. Uh stolen gimmicks. Um, uh, but I have a question for you before we go any further. and I really need you. <laughs> I really need you to like take this very seriously. Ready? Okay. Have you ever... Wait, 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 wait. Did you listen to uh, this week's episode, Tales? Yes. Okay. Uh, so, my question. Have you ever been so far as to even pretend to even want to go do more of, like it?
0: Yeah, I heard that. Oh my god. I was just as confused as Caitlyn
1: was. <laughs> oh my god, that was... Oh, let me just, for the record, Drew, I know Drew's listening. I was so highly intoxicated when I came up with 20 questions. <laughs> 10 for Caitlyn, 10 for uh, Drew, dude. I was intoxicated to a point where I don't remember even... I don't even remember, like, sending those questions sending those questions to him. And then like I heard it and I was like some of those questions I don't even remember like what I was talking about. And I was like holy moly. And then I I heard that one and I was like that's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> that is the most amazing thing I have ever I've ever came up with. Um that's amazing. Anyways, that episode my favorite episode of tales for me to say is 120 always, but 150 is literally like a 0.1 behind it like it's awesome Uh, but yeah you heard their commercial earlier go check out Tales from the Estate with Drew and Caitlin with cameos from Rocco and Cole something that we have forgotten to mention for the last month is Tales from the Estate is the second highest rated podcast with a husband and wife in
0: the world that's just because I haven't started go? the one with my wife yet there you go <laughs> let's go um yeah i'm i'm
1: ready for that uh but yeah go check out tales from the estate absolutely just there was so much i wanted to say about tales from the estate but now i i i cannot even remember most of it i need to start writing it stuff down a little bit better but uh just like tales from the estate you also heard uh pulling up a chair with our friend tim at a chair shots commercial as well go check out that uh you and you also heard the commercial for three Brews podcast with AJ, Ty and Ryan. Absolutely adore that show. Like I have so much love for that show. It's not even funny. Uh, definitely listen in the next couple of weeks. Cause you know, you never know who's going to drop by, uh, but man, go check out all of our podcast drafting partners. And that's all I got.
0: Well, thank everybody for listening to this week's show and uh, the first show, of the 2024 season, looking forward to uh, a really good year. And, um, Going to have a, a lot of fun with the Fantasy Cup this year, too. I really can't wait for all that to start. If you would, please rate and review and uh, follow us on all the social media platforms, X and Instagram, at In the Marbles Pod. You can also find us on Facebook. You can email the show at InTheMarblesPod at gmail.com. You can check out Whatamaneuver.net and hit the Search by Store tab, and under In the Marbles you'll see our T-shirts. That's a great way to support the show. Another way to support the show is to go to SkinnyMixes.com, and use code marbles at checkout for your first order, 10% off. Uh, and thank, that that to do it, man. Is there anything you want to add before we get out here? Happy belated
1: birthday to in the marbles fantasy cup participant, Billy. He celebrated his birthday on the first, the same day. My grandpa died back in 2008. So that's, that's good. <laughs> Dang, man. <laughs> well, I mean, not good. Like that, that's, um, uh, that's notable
0: people that's say i'm I'll morbid
1: say. that's that's notable um oh i'm gonna catch so much flack for that um uh rest in peace cole cole kale I, you know what just let's wrap it up as always peace love and all the above and we'll see you next time in the marbles.